Shalom everyone, this is Amir Tzalfati. I'm live from Galilee, from my home. This is the Armageddon Valley. It's a summer, today's the official beginning of summer. That's why it's no longer green, it's yellow as you can see. Um, I'll wait a few seconds for you guys to connect. I've got uh, breaking news about the dissolving of the Israeli government, breaking news about what is going on in Russia and Lithuania and what is going on with the US 5th Fleet and the Iranian Revolutionary Guards and other things that are super, super, super important. So I'll wait a few, sec a few more seconds. Again, Armageddon Valley right over there, as you can see that flat area. Uh, Today is officially the beginning of the summer, the first day of the summer, uh, longest day of the year, the 21st of uh, June. Uh, and again, I'll wait a few seconds and we're going to start. Maybe I'll change location. Um, let me see. Okay, just a second. I'll go to a better location. I need to sit down because of my back. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. So, folks, uh, again, shalom, everyone. This is Amir Tsalfati. Um, I am from home in Galilee. Tomorrow, I'll be flying to Athens, Greece, in order to lead a tour in mainland Greece and then in the islands of Patmos and also in Ephesus. This is a... Uh, a trial cruise for us as a ministry in the footsteps of Paul. And if that will go well, we might uh, do that every other year or so. We're also going to open in the coming uh, days our registration for our first ever Awaiting His Return Conference aboard an Alaska cruise um, next summer. It's going to be next July. Tons of people asked if they could combine vacation with a conference and uh, we we decided why not so but um, that's not why I'm here for you uh, for you guys this is the reason why I'm here is because there is breaking news a lot of you if you're not on telegram you may not have heard but the Israeli government fell it's no longer in place Prime Minister Bennett is no longer prime minister as of next week um they are, are going to vote for early elections the parliament will be dissolved and we either we are going to have elections either on september 20th the earliest or on october 25th it depends if the opposition will win or the coalition will win but um of course netanyahu wants elections asap uh, the coalition wants to push it so they can gain some momentum. But let me explain to you what happened, okay? Because a lot of you are asking, what's going to happen? Who's going to be the Prime Minister? And what about Benjamin Netanyahu? What about Prime Minister Bennett? So let me explain what happened. So as you remember, after four elections in Israel, um, we we saw the rise of what they call the government of change. And what's the government of change? The government of change was 
we're going to change everything. Okay. Um, this is the first time we've ever seen right wing sitting with left wing sitting Jews and Arabs. And there was really only one thing that was in common for all of them. And it's not the success of Israel necessarily. It's the hatred towards Benjamin Netanyahu. They decided that they'll do whatever it takes. Because after four rounds, when they couldn't beat him, they realized our only chance to get him out of the prime minister's office is if we join you know, forces, even if we don't agree about anything. Let's join forces, get him out of the prime minister's office, drag him to a fake trial on corruption that never really happened. And by the time he's going to be so tired and the public will be, you know, watching him more on screen and in the courthouse than as prime minister, everything will be okay. Well, everything is not okay. Why? Because we've seen more violence. We've seen more giving up the Jewish identity of the land. We've seen more demands of the Palestinians and Arab local Arabs for their own state. We've seen more Palestinian flags in many different Israeli towns, yet Israeli flags people were afraid to even raise because God forbid what the Arabs are going to say. We've seen how we are appeasing the Palestinians every day and every day all we got is terrorism. More Israeli citizens were killed within the year, one year of this government of change than all the last eight years of Benjamin Netanyahu combined. So you understand that Israelis realize that this government is a change, but it's a change for the worse. And the government of change was a government of 61 versus 59. Well, guess what? Over the last two months, the, uh, the, um, the one that was the um, game changer, the breaker of that, uh, even uh, in order to, you know, cause the majority to be lost, Edith Silman, she left the coalition and joined the opposition. So Prime Minister Bennett lost his majority and he could not govern anymore. He could not pass any laws. He could not renew any laws or he couldn't govern. And he realized that he was about to lose another member of parliament. And he realized that in within a week or so, he's actually going to lose in every vote in the parliament. And this is why in order to save face, he decided to step down and cause the deputy prime minister or the, um, the foreign minister, Yair Lapid, to be the prime minister, the interim prime minister, until the elections. Now, let me explain something. They, they dragged Netanyahu to court for champagne that cost $30 a bottle. Yet, they renovated Bennett's house in over $12 million. And now Bennett stepped down and his house had $12 million invested into security arrangements and reconstruction of this whole neighborhood because he wouldn't even enter the prime minister's residence. Now, the interim prime minister will walk into the prime minister's residence in Jerusalem without a problem. How come suddenly the prime minister's residence is okay for this one and for the other one it wasn't? 
Think about it. I have so many things that this governor of change promised to the people of Israel to change and they never changed. They actually were worse than the previous government. But what I want you to know is this. Bennett will be written in the history books as the shortest term of prime minister ever. And his predecessor, excuse me, his the one who will replace him, excuse me, Lapid, will only be four months prime minister before elections. These people are wasting our money to become prime ministers and get houses fixed, to get pension of a prime minister, get security detail for the rest of their lives, all for one for 12 months and the other one for four months until the elections. It's a shameful thing. Benjamin Netanyahu is determined to run again. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I do know one thing, folks. I know that more than ever before, he stands a chance to win again. And by the way, I think he's planning on saying this is going to be his last term as prime minister. Now, another thing that happened. So now you may understand, you see government, the government of change lost its majority. That's it. They cannot govern. They cannot change. All the changes they did was for, for the most part for the worst. The uh, cost of life in Israel skyrocketed. Unemployment may be down because COVID is over. So it's not like they did something. COVID is over. Most of the countries around the world lack hands to work because COVID is over. You understand? They didn't do that. Uh, all the peace agreements we have are from the previous, you know, government. They didn't do anything new. I'm trying to say that the good things they took from the previous governments and they only did bad things here. Okay, so now let me tell you another thing that happened that you may not know. We are very close, that close to a world war in Europe. You may not understand that, but in 1945, Stalin took over an enclave called Kaliningrad. Uh, its original name was Königsberg, and it was one of the capitals of, uh, of Prussia, of, of a German, you know, a German territory. It was taken by the Russians, and there was a, only one problem. Lithuania is now a sovereign country, and it's a member of NATO and a member of the EU. And Lithuania is uh, uh, the, uh, the territory between Belarus and Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad. Now, Kaliningrad is Russia's only warm water port, seaport. In other words, the waters of that port never freezes at winter. So it's a wonder, it's an important way to the Baltic Sea for Russia. There is a nuclear facility there with nuclear arms. There's, no, there's some Russians, all the Germans were taken out, all Russians were brought in, Russian civilians live there. Russia allowed Lithuania to get independence only on one condition that Lithuania will allow free pass on the railway from Belarus to Kaliningrad free pass of goods foods and whatever is needed now what happened is this um, as of a few days ago Lithuania decided that they are not allowing more than 50% of the goods to pass through them Russia is looking at it as almost a declaration of war right now they call it it's a siege 
The next thing, and a siege, is what we call in Latin casus belli. It's, it's a justified reason for war. And when they say that, it's only a matter of time until the Russians will do something. And it's not going to be nice because this is a direct confrontation with a member of NATO. Lithuania has American and German soldiers there. Not just <laughs> the, the Lithuanian army is a joke. Not a joke. Um, what I'm trying to say is compares to the Russians. Okay, it's, it's a no match. Okay, my point is a direct confrontation between NATO and Russia is around the corner. And ladies and gentlemen, if there is one thing Vladimir Putin cannot give up is Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad is his oxygen to the Baltic Sea. It's the only Russian territory that has a port that is not freezing at winter. It has nuclear missiles there. It is their way to threaten Finland and Sweden and Northern Europe. He will not give up that one. He will actually go to war over this one. And the question now is, who is going to blink first in this uh, war, in this uh, game? Because Putin is pretty sure that Biden will not fall on the sword for the Lithuanians. He's pretty sure about that. So are we going to see soon a direct confrontation between um, the Russians and NATO, the Russians and the EU? You betcha we will. If they are not going to lift that sanctions and allow Russian goods to go into Russian territory via that railway, it will not end up well. Let me tell you another thing that happened. In, um, in the, the um, uh, Iranian facility of enrichment facility of, in Fordow, the Iranians began today to enrich uranium with a new IR-6 um, centrifuges, which means this is the new generation faster and, um, and, and better uh, enrichment. And, and <laughs> folks, what they do, they take the 60% enriched the uranium and, and within a matter of days or weeks, they will get 90%. Now, now no country gets 90% enriched uranium unless they want a bomb. You don't need 90% enriched uranium for energy, for clean, green energy. You don't need that. So, Iran made a decision to go for a bomb. Russia made a decision to go for a war unless the Kaliningrad issue is resolved. And in Israel, the government dissolved. You understand what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say this is the weak spot that this country is in right now. And Iran is with its back to the wall. Russia is with its back to the wall. And uh, there is an agreement of gas between um, Jordan, Lebanon, and Egypt that was signed today. Remember my update about the energy? Now watch what happened. Israel is not part of the agreement, but uh, Israel is a big part of the agreement behind the scenes. Why? The agreement is that um, um, Egypt will sell Lebanon gas via... Jordan and Syria, okay? So, the only problem is that Egypt doesn't have gas. The gas that Egypt has is not even enough for the Egyptian-owned consumption. And guess what? Egypt increased its gas 
purchased from Israel over the last couple of months because Egypt needs more. Why? Because Egypt takes the Israeli gas, remove the label made in Israel, put the label made in uh, Egypt, and is taking that gas via Jordan through Syria all the way to Lebanon. <laughs> this is such a big joke because we could have sent our gas straight to Lebanon, half the way, half the price, but it's their hatred towards us that makes them buy our gas via Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. The gas literally makes all the way a loop in the Middle East. Instead of going straight up north, it goes south, east, north, west. This is the picture of the Arab lunacy that they, those who don't have peace with us and those who do have peace with us are enjoying the fruit of that peace every single day. So you see, there's a lot that is going on, a lot that is going on. I will keep you up uh, posted with what's going on with the Russians, what's going on with the Iranians, what's going on with the gas, but more so what's going on with the Israeli political crisis. But I want you to pay attention and I beg you folks, listen to me, download Telegram Messenger follow subscribe to my channel it's free of charge it's the safest channel i can post there anything i want without being shadow banned or restricted this is the best thing you can do i have 272,000 subscribers that's the only channel that is mine if you find other channels with other names behold israel amir Safati, all these channels that have less than 272,000, they're not me a lot of people are telling me, Amir, we don't get anything from you. Of course, because you don't follow me. You follow someone who calls himself Amir or someone who calls himself Behold Israel. But that's not my channel. And there's an easy way to know that it's my channel. 272,000 subscribers. All the others have 100, 500. They're all fake. They're not me. I'm not even sure what they write there. I don't even want to know what they write there, but it's not me. So please subscribe to Messenger, to uh, Telegram Messenger, find my channel, and you will be updated every single day. Again, thank you. God bless you. And uh, see you on Messenger, on Telegram Messenger. And uh, again, pray for us as we are doing the footsteps of Paul. Um, starting from tomorrow, I'm going to fly to Greece and be there. I'll keep you updated from Athens, from Corinth, from Thessaloniki, from Patmos and from Ephesus. Thank you, God bless you.